We are following breaking news out of Japan this morning. A powerful earthquake measuring 7.5 has triggered evacuations and a tsunami warning. You're looking at the moment the quake struck. Video from along the coast there. You can see the shaking went on for some time. Here's more video from the Ishigawa Prefecture in Japan. The population there is about a million people. This is on the western coast of Japan, about 185 miles from Tokyo. Again, from this footage, you can see just how long this shaking went on for. You can see the poles there on the left starting to sway. Ultimately, this did lead to some building collapses. Uh, and, and shortly, you'll see dust rising from the collapsed building there on the left side of your screen. Again, very powerful shaking felt by millions of people, about a million people or so in the more severe area where this earthquake struck. Japanese officials have now lowered their tsunami alert from a major tsunami warning. It is now a tsunami warning, period. They could expect waves of up to 10 feet there, and the aftershocks they're warning could last days. We are getting new video from inside a parking garage. You can see here these cars just shaking there inside this, this solid structure. Again, you get a sense of the power of this earthquake. We have team coverage this morning. Derek Van Dam is tracking the tsunami threat. We're going to start with Hanako Montgomery, who is live in Tokyo. Give us the latest from there. Yeah, good morning, John. So right now, as you mentioned, the tsunami warning has been lowered. We're still expecting to see 10 feet of waves, though. So still very, very uh, frightening and daunting for many people living in Ishikawa Prefecture. Uh, just to note some of the damage that we've been seeing, uh, at least 33,000 homes have lost power. Uh, Others have collapsed. Uh, we're seeing reports of people being trapped under their homes uh, as well. We're also knowing that uh, about a thousand self-defense force for personnel have been dispatched, and they're trying to confirm any of the uh, survivors in Ishikawa Prefecture. We also know that 20 self-defense force uh, planes and also other vessels are trying to confirm just the extent of this damage. Uh, so this powerful, powerful earthquake, you know, was also a shallow earthquake, which is very significant to note because with shallow earthquakes, they can actually trigger very powerful and destructive tsunamis. Even though the tsunami level has been dropped down to just a tsunami warning, we are still expecting to see uh, large waves coming out of the western part of Japan, John. Hanako, I think everyone in everyone's memories are what happened in 2011 in Japan with the powerful earthquake there and the destruction of the Fukushima nuclear power plant. Any concerns this morning as the morning or the evening develops in Japan about things like that, power plants, nuclear power? Yeah, John. So we're getting information from the from the Japanese government that, that there are currently uh, no nuclear abnormalities at any of the nuclear power plants close to the epicenter uh, near Ishikawa Prefecture. Uh, however, of course, this moment, this terrible, terrible moment uh, in Japanese history, the 2011 earthquake and tsunami, is very present in many people's minds. Uh, today is New Year's Day here in Japan when many people are celebrating with their families, with their friends at home, uh, and suddenly their TVs are are telling them to evacuate, to get to higher ground, and just a very frightening moment for many people in the country, uh, specific, specifically on western uh, Japan, that coast, where you actually don't historically see very many earthquakes of this size. Uh, so again, just a lot of uh, 
scared feelings and just a lot of tension right now to see what kind of damage uh, this subsequent tsunami could bring to Western Japan, John. Yeah, frayed nerves in the region, to be sure. Hanako Montgomery, keep us posted throughout the rest of the morning. With us now is meteorologist Derek Van Dam, who was following the tsunami threat. Derek, what are you seeing? Yeah, well, I mean, just seeing video of this stirs up emotions from 2011 when I covered the tsunami that reached the east coast of Japan. But uh, this is some of the latest video of the tsunami wave that reached the western shorelines of the Honshu, uh, the uh, Honshu region. So uh, we're looking at uh, a tsunami wave traveling up the Seiki River in a town called Jutsu. It's got a population of about 200,000 people. And uh, this wave height that we're seeing, this is some new video, so we're getting it as it comes, telling you and analyzing it in real time, uh, really fits the narrative of some of the observed tsunami wave heights that we have experienced and seen along those western bay and shorelines of uh, western Japan. The tsunami warning, uh, as compared to what was a major tsunami warning from the Japan Meteorological Agency, there's a difference. Uh, the major tsunami warning was waves up to five meters or roughly 16 feet. Now with a tsunami warning, that downgrade, that means waves up to three meters, that's roughly 10 feet. Uh, so that's still possible within this area highlighted in red, but tsunami advisory stretched the entire coastline as far north as Hokkaido. And then just looking at the basic geometry of this area, here's the Korean Peninsula, here's Russia. There is uh, nothing preventing the sloshing effect to take place from such a magnitude, such a powerful earthquake near this Ishikawa prefecture uh, to propagate that wave, slosh back and forth, and that is why we have these tsunami warnings that are ongoing several hours after that initial initial earthquake that struck. Here's a look at some of those observed wave heights. You can see uh, matching that narrative of about four feet in height for some of those locations. And uh, really what's happening here is the fact that this was such a shallow earthquake. It was about uh, roughly 10 kilometers or six miles underground, under the sea floor, and that displaced the water, forcing a wave at the surface of the ocean and some of the buoys within this area just off the west coast of Japan measured a one meter observed tsunami height far away from the coastline. That's significant because that means that just basic uh, bathymetry uh, shows us that the, the natural curve of the coastline as it edges closer to the population density, that wave has nowhere to go but up. And that is why they initially projected this five meter potential tsunami wave threat, waves up to 16 feet. Now they're starting to get more information where communication is lacking because of the lack of power and communication lines and they have downgraded that to a tsunami warning, so waves potentially upwards of 10 feet. But nonetheless, John, this was a powerful earthquake. We expect the aftershocks to continue. In fact, uh, 50 million people felt some sort of shaking from this particular event, and there have already been over 15 aftershocks reported in and around this part of Japan. Uh, as you said, millions and millions of people did feel the effects of this earthquake, which measured mm -hmm. 7.5. It happened on the western coast of Japan, which is right. not one of the areas that I think we're really used to seeing earthquakes yeah. in Japan. This threat that you're talking about, how long will it go on for, Derek? When will people there breathe a sigh of relief? Well, in terms of the shaking, so let's talk about aftershocks. Uh, this is just going off of previous earthquakes with similar magnitudes. We have aftershocks that can last for hours, days, even weeks after the initial 
magnitude uh, earthquake, the 7.5 earthquake. And the way that's broken down, because this is a level of magnitude, depending on uh, how far you go back in terms of power and strength of the actual earthquake. So on average, with a quake of 7.5 originally, we have at least one earthquake, an aftershock, I should say, of 6.5 or greater. And typically with this scenario, we also experience a 10 or so aftershocks of magnitude 5.5 or higher. So uh, putting this all together, you got to think about the uh, type of construction that houses uh, the homes, the apartment complexes in this area. It is a mixture of concrete and some of the more sturdier earthquake uh, uh, susceptible areas, but also some buildings and structures could be made out of wood. So they have been destabilized. So initial aftershocks could potentially take down those buildings easier than it would be with the original earthquake. And then we got to think about just the natural uh, curvature of the Ishikawa prefecture with the magnitude 7.5 earthquake occurring just offshore that is going to wrap around waves and that's going to splash in between uh, these bays and coastline that face west across this area. Yeah, these aftershocks, they can be unnerving for people who are, I think, already vulnerable there, but also extremely dangerous given what just happened with this very powerful earthquake. Derek Van Dam, who's watching this very closely for us, keep us posted. We'll check back in with you in a bit. We are getting some new video just in where you can see the power of this earthquake, this from inside a home where you can see, you know, that, that baby swing there just going back and forth and back and forth. Not to mention what's on the TV screen there, you can see out the window. It's a 7.5 magnitude earthquake hitting Japan on New Year's Day.